Next on the Rugby Odds, former NOLA Gold head coach Nate Osborne joins our panel with Major League Rugby insight, betting advice, laughs, and tasteful ball breaking. I need a Rosetta Stone for stupid. Yeah! <laughs> rugby wrap-up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Welcome back to the Rugby Odds 2022 Major League Rugby Edition. Starring WWE Hall of Famer and Fox Business Analyst John Bradshaw Layfield, former NOLA Gold head coach Nate Osborne, and the gift to rugby and mankind, gift a Belu of the Gift Time Rugby Network. Guys, welcome. It's so exciting to see you guys again. John, you especially with your Monarch shirt on. Black History Month, my favorite baseball player of all time, Satchel Page. If that man would have been in the majors, he'd have broke every record. He would have been. He got in the majors when he was 47 years old. It bees that way sometime. <laughs> it bees that way. <laughs> he last pitched at 59 years old, John, arguably, because who knows how old he actually was. He's the one that said, if you don't know how old you are, how old are you? Aristotle with a 100-mile-an-hour arm. Aristotle with a 100-mile-an-hour arm only on a rugby show. And moment of silence here as I introduce no longer Nate Osborne. No longer Nate. You had a good run, though, as far as head coaches in a professional sport go. Four years getting that yeah. team up and running. What a, what a terrible intro. That, that sucked. <laughs> that was beyond bad. We got a Hall of Fame coach on our freaking show. This is a get of the century. And all you bring up is, well, we got some bad news about Nate. No, we don't. I brought my boomerang here just because we got Nate Osborne on. Mike, absolutely. I'm excited. I like that. I like that intro better. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. We kid with the no longer Nolan Nate Osborne thing. Uh, you are a respected man, Nathan. Osborne. Okay, here we go. Uh, the way this is going to work, uh, Nate, since you're the only one that knows anything about rugby here on this this panel, you're going to give <laughs> us a couple of sentences, and then we're going to pick the matches as yeah. per our rugby wrap-up data mining uh, team. Yeah. Right? So, Sounds right. Spreads. Data mining, what are we doing? Bitcoin now? You cryptocurrency in us, Matt? <laughs> uh, guys, first matchup of the season. We have the hometown <laughs> Rugby ATL, the Atlers hosting John John's Old Glory DC, and it's going to be Atlanta minus seven. This is Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Nate, can you give us a little skinny on each of these teams that you might uh, find interesting? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, the, the coaching change in Atlanta is going to be a big one. I mean, Scott Lawrence is an unbelievable coach, unbelievable man. Uh, I mean, he took him to a championship uh, game last year to the final. Um, I know Stevie Brett really well. I know Blake really well and I know that they're going to do a good job but uh, late changes you know can be one or two things for the players the players can stand up and say they're going to back these boys and uh, and play for them or they're going to have an excuse and you don't want to go to any game with an excuse to me the question marks over whether they can replace Robinson you know that 9-10 combination that they had was you know one of the best in the league if not the best in the league at times um, he kind of drove him around the field he, you know he, he won the game on, on the, off his own bat a few times um, so whether they can replace him and whether uh, they can keep, keep uh, big threats uh, healthy, because when threatens healthy, is the best player I've ever coached. We're going to go around now and pick the ga games, and you'll pick in a minute. But, but let's go with John first, because yeah. we like to put John on the spot, especially when he's got to talk about old glory. 
and his neighbor is Paul Sheehy. Paul Sheehy, of course, of Paul Sheehy Auto Stores. And John, I am clearly torn here as I think of Old Glory, Paul Sheehy, and Chris Dunleavy every single day when I'm sitting in my brand new Volkswagen Taos, the 2022 Taos that I have in a great parking spot, so I never use it because I don't want to leave the spot, but... Go ahead, John. I know you're conflicted, and I know you're going to weasel out of picking old glory again, aren't you, John? I wish it was a self-driving car that took you right to a wall. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> That'd be great. It's a smart car. It doesn't do that. I agree with Nate about a coaching change. I, but coaching change is a really status quo. Either they either work out very well or they have problems in the transition. But I think Atlanta is the better team here. Uh, you're getting off a start from a championship uh, season last year championship game and you got a, a dc team having to play some players i'm going with atlanta minus seven all right gift well you know last year i i, I rode i rode this uh, atl train until it, it needed to get stopped through the goldway thank you nate for helping me on that both times and you know i think it was one thing that's really been pointed is that coaching change coaching change is changes up not just what you're doing with the strategy, but how you go for your day-to-day, your players. But just like anything else, a great coach, and I know Scott Lawrence is a great coach, can set up a great system. And if you can just minimally stick to the system, ah, you can hold up strong at least for another year. Old Glory, again, big changes when it comes to your players, and that's where it hurts the most. When you can't execute, it makes it the worst. I'm going to have to go with ATL, continuing their process from last year taking the win at home. All right. Okay. Gift. I, I am actually stunned because that was succinct and made sense. I just don't. Yeah. Now you just jinxed it. Well, again, you do this and then you yeah, jinxed it. Now, now you deserve whatever happens. You deserve whatever happens. <laughs> Nate, what do you think about this one? I, uh, I actually think that Atlanta's going to win. I think Atlanta bought a 12 actually. So I'm conflicted in this one for two reasons. A, because of the car that I you took a bribe. Sheehy Auto yep. Stores. <laughs> and the new yep. ownership group of Atlanta has reached out a bit about a, you know, maybe doing something production wise with them. So I am really conflicted on this. But on the. <laughs> and, I, and I think. Follow that, the money trail. And Go, I think, with I, Go with the just money. Go with the money. thinking, what would Steve Lewis do? What would Steve Lewis do? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, you uh, can buy integrity. Okay. Go with the money. Okay. So. <laughs> That said, I think uh, I think All Glory is going to be over underestimated underestimated by some teams. They yeah. got some some healthy bodies back at least, and as you talked, threaten is always a threat in the back line. Carries can carry a team, uh, but although I think they're going to be plucky and always raise that flag of Old Glory, if you will, when they are on the pitch in competitive spirit. I think the ATL ATL is the defending champion of the conference and. They have a lot of leaders in that locker room. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to minus the seven. All right, moving right along. The next matchup is Saturday night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time, and that is the debut of the Dallas Jackals going into Austin to play the Gilgronies, and the line there is Gilgronies minus 11. Nate, what can you tell us about these two teams? Mate, I'm, I'm very impressed with what Austin's done over the last couple of years. Um, I know just for a fact um, – Nola trading Julian Dominguez, who I rate hugely as a rugby player and a man, uh, just to get him. And then they got uh, on the other wing, they got Mooningham, and then they got uh, Marcel Bracky in, um, plus a, a huge chunk of the guys that they already had last year. Uh, and they're already taking a step forward. I know uh, Sammy Harris, 
down there has done an unbelievable job. I think they're kind of a dark horse for me. I think the Dallas Jackals, it, it's hard to really to, to really know what they're going to be. You know, four years uh, behind everybody else and really getting the getting the players that other teams were letting go, which isn't always a bad thing because, you know, you can get some chips on the shoulders and, and those sort of things. And most of them are really good players that they got there. Um, I know a lot of people talk about their squad being really weak, but I, I also see and look through their squad and think that they have, um, you know, some really good players and some guys that, you know, some older guys that can lead and then some guys from around the league and from overseas that can, you know, put them forward. But in saying that, I think they're probably a little bit undercooked. And I think that uh, Austin is the team that's, uh, that I'm, I'm really keeping an eye on this year. I think that they're going to be really, really good this year. This is real simple. Nate's right. This You've got great players. You've got great coaches. One coach may not make it. You may get another coach. But that's it's not about that. Tampa Bay won a couple Super Bowls. They also lost about two straight seasons of their first games. Expansion teams don't do well in any sport. Austin has a great team. They are very physical. They play very well. They could have had probably three or four more wins last year if the ball bounces a little bit, especially early in the season. I think Austin beats them by 20 or more. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, take with a grain of salt what John says because the Las Vegas Knights did go to the Stanley Cup Finals in their expansion year. So That's some expansion teams I was about to say, LA Guilty won in their first year, yeah. but – they also brought in a, a thousand players that have played a hundred caps for the All Blacks and World. There we go. Exactly. And, and yeah, how about the LA Guiltinis winning the, the, the? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, hockey's yeah. not a sport. Yep. Go ahead. Well, look. You know, I, I mean, last year we had. Uh, it was interesting to watch Austin Gilbronis. You know, they went from this horrible team the previous year to being the little brothers to LA, and that was where we stayed. It's reminded me of, and Matt, I think you'll appreciate this, watching Josh Allen rise up and then just falter whenever it matters, right? Buffalo, New York, Buffalo team. He didn't fall. His defense faltered. Uh-huh. And his That's coaching staff are not kicking the ball on the ground. Josh <laughs> Allen didn't falter. Falter like that uh, a red zone offense. Boom. So, so with this awesome team, I think what I'm most interested to be able to see is if they're able to actually take it up the notch. And last year we saw them do it defensively. This year we want to see it offensively. In this specific game, yeah, like you guys have said already, Dallas is a new team. You know, shout out to Elaine Bassey. She's been doing this for a while. Might have just been named, called it, but she's been GMing Dallas for like at least six years now. So I do expect them to be able to do some damage over the course of time, but they also have the luckiest position to be where they have zero expectations. They're not overloaded like of players. They don't, they're not trying to win one in the first year. They're just trying to get through. And any win that they get, any points that they score is just icing on the cake. So I look at Austin to see, I look at Austin to take this game. Dallas is probably gonna get three or four scores, but if Austin allows 4.4 tries on the, uh, by this team, I don't have a good expectation for Austin the rest of the season. So boom. There was nothing boom row, about mate. that. That was that's two in a row. Two in a row. I understood everything you said. That's two in a row. Well done. <laughs> All right. So Nate, you've already picked them by twenty-five, the Gilgronies, and I, I I'm gonna be yeah. crazy here. And I said this on the uh, the the preview the the Major League Rugby preview show with Power and and Ray. Um, I'm gonna. You can't quote yourself as a source. No, no, yeah. hell no, no. You can't do that. You can't say yeah. as I said last week. 
Maddie can quote himself. He can't do that. Maddie can quote himself. He's like an NFL wide receiver. Maddie can quote himself talking the third person. And Maddie, <laughs> Maddie. and Maddie, Maddie is picking. Uh, Mick, Maddie is saying, "I'm, I'm picking Dallas." Said last week. I'm picking Dallas to lose by a lot. All right, moving right along. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. This is the last one before a commercial break. We got the Sabercats. The Houston Sabercats, John. Another Texas team. Yeah. Sabercats hosting the L.A. Giltinis, but it's the Giltinis on the road that are laying seven, John. Oh, Nate, uh, can you give us uh, some input on these two squads before John implodes? Yeah, mate. Uh, Houston, probably the most disappointing franchise in MLR. You know, they have their stadium, they have everything in place, and they just seem to every year lay eggs. They seem like they've brought in uh, 150 South Africans. Uh, and, and How many the- South Africans does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I know that the coach, like uh, Henry Meyer, is an unbelievable coach, obviously. Um, but I know they had visa problems and I had other things going on. I think... Uh, it's hard to really know what they're going to be. You know, um, I know that from inside people I talk to and, and people around are saying that they're, you know, really changing the way they're playing and they're really um, focused on, um, you know, hard hitting, mauled out, grinded out game, uh, where I think that LA is that team that you can get on the ropes, but they can also score four tries in one minute. Um, so LA has brought back the majority of their guys are, uh, Matty Gitto, a, a kid I grew up with in, in Queen Bean, Australia, so from the same hometown. Um, good man is coming back for his uh, 150th year of, of rugby. Uh, <laughs> got, his body know, looks and, like he's 25 and off the cover. He, right? mate, he looks, he looks, man, he looks really good. And John, you know, growing up, so he was, growing up, he was, he was like so small and little when we were growing up, and then he just took off. And you know. Um, He's a great man, Matty, uh, and I know that him and his family really enjoy LA, and that's why he's having another crack over here. Um, I know he's been around the world. Um, Adam Ashley Cooper stepping down is going to hurt a little bit, but you know I'm a huge fan of Billy Meeks at 12. I think he's going to be great. Um, I know some of the guys that they've brought in um, are going to really help. But LA is going to LA still the team to beat, even though Houston's probably improved, and they're probably got some big South Africans. Uh, I think uh, LA is still going to dust them. John? Uh, Houston's been a great franchise everywhere but on the field. Uh, you know, they built a great stadium, they built a great academy. Uh, it's a great ownership group, good people down there, but they just haven't had success on the field, and I'm not sure why. You know, they, they've, they've, got, they've got everything in place, but Giltini's are exactly the opposite. I mean, these guys are the cream of the crop they were last year. Uh, they end up getting beat in the championship game. But these guys, man, they, they travel well. When you can score like that, it's tough to beat a team like that, especially early, because you're going to have gaps at, at times and early just through laps of concentration, just being uh, new to playing your first game. Uh, I'm going with Bill Teens. Gift. I look at Houston to come out of this one strong, especially at home. Bill Teenies, I think, look, they won a championship. You got the super team as usual. But I think there's always a sluggish effort coming at the beginning of a season, especially when you have a little turnover, especially the Super Bowl and everything's there. You have all this going on in L.A. L.A. has got too much happening. And I think the Sabercats have something to prove. I'm going to look for the Sabercats to actually beat the spread, lose the game, but beat the spread on this one. Nate? You know, talking about Matty Gitto from Queen Anne, you got Robbie Coleman from Queen Anne, Sam Windsor from Queen Anne. 
you know, there's so many Queen Bean boys uh, from this little country town in Australia that are playing the MLR. Uh, I'm going to back Matty Gitto uh, and my Queen Bean boy, and they're going to win by 17. But here's the thing, and here's the thing, and, and that that makes sense, but the rosters are subject to Omicron right up to the last moment. We don't know right now what the, if, if, if Gitto is going to play, for instance, yeah. right? They might get, I do. And they have to manage minutes. <laughs> what? I do. No secrets. <laughs> That's why we have him. That's why we have Nathan Osborne on here with us, ladies and gentlemen, for the inside stuff, the insights. Matty Gitto will be out there and he'll tear him apart. I, and, but the Sabercats, I've been going down to Houston for the college, the national collegiate rugby stuff with the uh, All-Stars and the, and the championships. That facility is unbelievable. But one yeah. thing you do notice is the wind is unbelievable on that field. It just constant it blowing yeah, back yeah. and forth. That and, yeah. and the one guy that mastered that wind, Sam Windsor, is now playing yeah. in New York. So I think – Queen Man Boy, Mike. Queen Man Boy. Very good. There's another one. <laughs> There's another There's plug for Australia. Oh, boy, we're going to have a lot of Australia plugs. Same, Aussie, Aussie, same Aussie. Town, mate. Sam Little Country Town, man. Quit what did it. you have for We've breakfast? Each other since we were this big. Nate, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, Vegemite toast, mate. Oh, you can't wow. get any more stereotypical <laughs> than that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we got uh, this, is, this is going great, guys, but I'm being told we have to take a quick break. I, my pick is Giltini's minus seven. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Looking for your next vehicle? With Shee's Easy Search, choose from over 3,000 new and used vehicles. Shop, trade, or buy online or in-store. We make it easy with our award-winning service. It's easy at Shee.com. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label none of that stuff influences me I drink beer because of the taste and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon it has a taste on the flavor what do you think is on the label I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire That's good beer. And we are back with Nate Osborne, John Layfield, and Gift Abelu. I'm Al McCarthy. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a moment of silence for this next match that Nate's going to tell us about because it's none other than his former team, the NOLA Gold, versus the New England Free Jacks. In knowledge, John! Knowledge! And it's NOLA minus four. What can you tell us about these two teams? Not that you know anything about them, Nate. All right, so, uh, mate, I'll start with New Orleans. Um, I, I think losing uh, Kyle Bailey, Julian Dominguez, uh, Holden Younger, th- those are the three big guys. But I think, um, you know, adding, like, young, exciting players, like young American players, Harley Wheeler, um, Aaron Matthews, you know, huge fans of those guys. And I've been fans of those guys since uh, the All-American uh, camps. Uh, and then Dev Ferris, uh, bringing back Damien Stevens. I think they're, they're pretty solid in what they're doing. I think adding what people forget is that they're going to get back. Robbie Coleman's back from injury. 
Uh, Nick Feeks is back from injury. Uh, JP Eloff is back from injury. You know, so when people think that you lose one person, but you're gaining five, you know, they can fill that position. I think that's going to do well for the gold. Uh, Kane Thompson, uh, who took over as the head coach there, is a great man, uh, a great coach. And, um, you know, he might be the first ever head coach who has to step on the field, which would be amazing. John, uh, he would kick field. your ass, John. Kane, T- Kane yeah. Thompson would <laughs> kick your yeah. ass. How about New England? New England? Uh, New England has uh, new coaching staff, uh, but I know they got in early, and, and I've heard really good things about the, the new coaching staff. And uh, I think that they're they're really believing in, in what they're doing up there. I think that they were so close last year in so many games that they need they know they need to take a step. It's going to be one of those games where does New England, same as DC last year when we played them in the first round, do they come out firing? and really play their best game in that first round because they're so excited to play for this new new coach and, and do everything. Uh, or to the gold, you know, hold their water down Ooh. at the gold mine, which is uh, amazing. Uh, I, I think the gold's going to win by two points. I, I think there's two issues here. One, it's a long trip. Uh, they're flying commercial. They're not flying private. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they are. And also the cold in New England, the New Jacks. And, yeah, I said New Jacks, not the Free Jacks. I said New Jacks. Get over it. I don't think they have an indoor facility. I was asking earlier, they have an indoor weight room facility. It was a snowstorm of the century last week in Boston. So if they're not training out – if they don't have an indoor training facility, they're going to go down in New Orleans where it's going to be nice and warm. And those guys with last year just ate up people in the scrum. Good technical team. And I think they uh, have jet lag. I think they also have a problem with the first game of the year, having not been able to train outdoors. When I'm going with Nolens in the gold mine, Bourbon Street, Marie Laveau, Voodoo. Gift, you got the gold background, so I'm, I know what you're – Come on, Gift. What, do we have to ask four Gift four. here? Gift, Let's go, go Gift, four for four, Mike, four for four. New Orleans worked. Uh, the Free Jacks uh, last year. It was the first game was annoying, but the second game that disrupted their ability to go to the playoffs was perfect. And I think it continues as such because systems have maintained. So look at this New Orleans taking this for the win and blowing out the the point differential on this one uh, in the gold mine that I hopefully will get to be there. Good points, but I. I think you guys are all missing the boat here. I mean, sometimes you have to bet with your heart. And New Orleans fired my man, Nate. So I'm going with New England. <laughs> Next one up, we've got the San Diego Legion. San Diego hosting the Utah Warriors, the Mountain Men gift. This is a tough match to pick. Minus three at the sports deck in San Diego. They're not playing at Torero Stadium any longer. They're playing on top of a parking garage. But from what I understand, it's grass. And, Nate, can you tell us anything briefly about these two teams? I'm hearing good things about the new coaching staff. I'm, a, I'm hearing that they're really enjoying uh, some of the different things that those guys are bringing to the table. And I think that, um, you know, when you've got guys that have played, you know, 100 caps for England, Captain England, and you've got, like, Manonu, who's the best, one of the best centres in the rugby's ever had, you know, I think that sometimes that can get lost if you're not, they're not enjoying it. And, and I, what I hear is that everyone's enjoying it down there. And I think that they're going to be really hard to beat. Uh, Utah, uh, really fun to watch. Really good team. Mikey Teo, Mika Cruz. You know, anytime you even have the ball in their hands, you've got to like stand up and take hold your breath because they're going to do something with it. 
Who's going uh, to play nine? That's that's probably their biggest problem, I think. You know, losing their nines. I think I thought Michael Basker, who I had down in New Orleans for the first couple of years, uh, who was a winger when he got here, and we turned him into a nine, uh, and then he took off. Uh, unbelievable man, unbelievable player. And then they, you know, they lose their nines. It's going to be a question mark. And John, it's Coach of the Year Sean Pittman of the Utah Warriors, so maybe that's a factor. But who do you got in this one? It is. It's a tight, it's a tight spread. It's minus three. So that old home team gets the three. Yeah, very famous family. He's the the uh, cousin of Brad Pittman, the, the actor. Uh, Correct. Very few people know that. But very, I want to tell you something about mountains. You see, I was up in, in Alaska and in the mountains, and I found I found this. Yeah. And when I found it, I asked the guy. I said, "What is this?" He said, "That's a walrus penis." And I don't know. I don't know if it actually is or not. I, I heard it was. I did not get this from the walrus, okay? But I think the walrus froze. There's one the angry place. walrus flopping around someplace. <laughs> yeah. the walrus right now in Alaska because uh, the walrus is, is missing this, which uh, I would too. Uh, the, po- the walrus froze to death. Mountains are cold. I love Manti Tail. I loved watching him in the sevens. But it's 21 degrees right now in the mountains of Utah. And they're going down to San Diego. These guys aren't practicing. I don't know what I've heard they had them practicing. They got the snowmobiles moving. It's freezing cold. I just think it's, uh, they're going down there. They're going to place a better condition team. San Diego came on strong late in the year. And uh, the, the Walrus Penis is there enough story to tell you that San Diego is going to win this game against the mountain people and Brad Pittman's cousin. Wow. Okay. All right. We got the team on the road getting the win with the walrus penis uh, gift. How do you follow that? Even with this situation, I think it's really interesting because we did see San Diego, who constantly seems to always have a team that's loaded. I mean, you got a successful Africa on that team, but I don't trust them. It's a winter game early in the season. Look at Warriors to actually beat San Diego. And San Diego disappointing because it's a little too sleepy in that town. Okay. All right, Nate, uh, will this 1883 type style of travel from the mountains of Utah <laughs> to San Diego drain the Warriors too much to win this right. match? Utah's going to be a little down this year for some reason. I feel like they're going to struggle to get back up to where they were last year. I think they pulled out a lot of games in the last second. Uh, and I know uh, from experience, Nola Gold did the same thing in, in year two where we were scoring last second tries and you, you, you just always expect it. And when it doesn't happen, it, it starts to, to wear on you a little bit. So uh, I'm going to go San Diego by eight. I think Rob Shaw's leadership, the fact that he really wants to do well in San Diego and show what he's worth and he's just having fun again, kind of playing rugby. I think him and these other leaders, if they're on the pitch, they're going to win. So on paper, I'm going with San Diego minus that three. That's 5 p.m. Sunday, Eastern time. And then the final match of the weekend is the Seattle Seawolves hosting the Toronto Arrows. Toronto, Toronto Arrows and Seattle minus two. This is another tough one, Nate. Yeah, I mean, uh, Seattle, they, they got rid of a, f- a few guys. I know that Nola picked up the guys they got rid of because – uh, we were always huge fans of those guys, Dev Ferris and uh, Aaron Matthews. Um, but I know they brought a lot of guys in. Some that I don't know, but uh, Lepetti, the 12 that they drafted, uh, proved within a week after being drafted that he stepped up with the Eagles and unbelievable player, you know, get him going forward. Uh, Toronto, 
you know, picking up Kyle Bailey, who I know personally and have worked with personally, I know that's going to be huge for them because I know how, how good of a leader he is and how tough he is as a man uh, and how he'll, he'll drive them forward. Um, but, I, I mean, losing Lesage is, is tough for them. I don't know where they're going to re- kind of replace that. What's your, what's your pick here? Uh, I think Seattle. Seattle's going to win this one. Uh, Toronto, unless things have changed, and because going into the first game, it's hard to know. Uh, they rely on um, Malcolm's boot, and I think that uh, Seattle's just going to pin him in the corner and, and, and score tries. I think Seattle wins this off home field advantage alone. Uh, I think they're going to play very well at home start of the game. I think in this situation, and we saw it last year, Toronto was actually a pretty good team in their moments. They still have the Argentinians. They still have a lot of their power players, and that was a big key issue for it. It was just stability for them. Seattle, I don't know what to expect from them. Yes, best home crowd. They're almost like Bizarro Houston. They have a Bizarro Houston. They have like the great home crowd. They've done everything. They've seen success. But I think at the same time, I think people caught up with them. Look for Toronto to win this one. This will be maybe the one and only time I root for Canada in any situation. Wow. (laughs) Wait, I thought John was anti-Canada, but you are. (laughs) Uh, Some information that I didn't release here is I believe. Of course you did. I believe that uh, Toronto Toronto has been uh, training in Vancouver uh, because Ontario was going wacky with Omicron. So. Uh, they don't have much of a trip here. So is it, is it, is Kyle Bailey, who is a man amongst men going to replace, he's a, he's captain material coming in from your team in New Orleans to go up to back to Canada, go home. Great man. Uh, Great great man. man, Force of nature. Um, They lost Lesage. He's in LA sunning himself, but that Seattle crowd, I've been there. Uh, and you got uh, you got Broccoli Man, you got CJ, you got Rucky the Sea Wolf, you got Tony Rednell. I mean, you got a cast of characters up there. You got great beard. They got a brewery. They got the deal with the brewery. It's all good. Um, it's all, if you don't haven't been there for a rugby match, you got to go. And Adrian Balfour, one of the owners, is going to pester me in text if I don't pick Seattle. So I'm going to go with Seattle. Seattle, John. Seattle. Yeah. Bizarro Houston. Bizarro Houston. And there you have it, guys. That's our first The Rugby Odds of 2022. I want to thank Mr. Nathan Osborne, Mr. Gifte Bailu, and reluctantly John Bradshaw Layfield with his walrus penis. On that note, I'm Matt McCarthy. Thank you for tuning in. And please check out our other shows, including our college rugby wrap-up, Soup to Nuts Men's and Women's College uh, coverage, and our Major League Rugby Preview and Recap Show. And please sign up for our newsletter, and please, please, please sign up for our rugby wrap-up, American Red Cross Blood Donor Team. They need blood now more than ever.